Welcome to The Coaching Circle, a podcast where we explore the world of coaching, business and personal evolution with me, NLP Master Trainer, Coach and your host, Tony Everard. Inspiring conversations and deep dives into every aspect of your coaching and wellbeing business with experts in their field to help you stand out as the expert in yours. Get ready, let's go. Today, we're talking about fitness and business. And I am so super pumped for this episode because today's guest is someone that I would describe as being really a bit of a unicorn in both his approach to fitness and business. And uh, he's passionate about helping people become limitless in their training and his purpose in life is to fearlessly develop a method that will revolutionize the fitness industry in a way that will be remembered boom welcome to the coaching circle lucky billy thank you so much homie you absolutely nailed that purpose wow what a mouthful Oh, I'm just so impressed, Lucky. Like, honestly, like I, I said to you the other day, you know, I've been stalking you out a bit since I've met you through our um, BX Business Networking. And yep. uh, I've just been super impressed with everything that I've seen and and your approach. And so I'm really excited to to get into it. And uh, I, And I'd love to start, I always love starting with, you know, what led you to get into coaching and start your business and why is it important to you? Well, that's such a loaded question. Um, I think there's there's would be two sort of separate reasons between starting my coaching and then starting a business out of it. Because originally I didn't I didn't have intention of particularly starting a business out of coaching. Uh, and when we say coaching, obviously in the in the health and fitness realm. Um, originally, what first started my initial decision to embark on this journey was a serious injury, which is usually pretty common. That's why personal trainers arise. Um, It's usually some sort of trauma or injury that they want to help people with. Uh, For my case, it was um, breaking and dislocating my knee at the age of 14. Uh, So very horrific injury. I remember it to this day. Um, But what happened in that injury is um, nothing exciting. I was running and I tripped over a sprinkler. And that was enough to break my knee and dislocate my patella. And then I was uh, in and out of hospitals, flying to Adelaide, flying back home, seeing physios, seeing specialists, being told that I'll never be able to run again. I'll never be able to play sport again. And me being the sporty 14 year old I was, that was the worst news that anybody could ever tell me. It was, it was like mm. breaking up with somebody. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? I can never run and play sport. Uh, and I didn't believe him. I just dead set. I said, no, you're wrong. And I'm going to prove you that you're wrong. So while I was in bed with my uh, Zimmer splint, which is a really big brace that goes from your hip joint right down to your ankle joint to mobilize that, that knee joint. So it's like a big brace. You can't move your leg dead straight. I was in bed for over six months and I said, this is terrible. How can I help people not be where I am right now? Uh, and then I sort of was thinking, okay, well, well, what can I do to do that? And I was Googling things. I was like, how can I help people not be hurt? And this word personal trainer come up. And I didn't even know personal trainers was a thing. I was only 14. So I had no idea they were a thing. I was like, wait, so you're telling me that I can get paid to hang out with people, exercise and help them not get injured. It's like, that sounds pretty <laughs> sweet to me. So yeah. yeah, from there in bed, when everybody was out partying, doing young things, uh, I was in bed on my laptop studying biomechanics, applied biomechanics, nutrition, uh, a, a lot about the body, the nerve system, about injuries, about information, about how bones work, uh, a lot of anatomy. And I 
grew a passion of it. And I started my studies when I was 14, was qualified by the time I was 15. Um, and then that's sort of what started the business. So they're, they're like two different decisions. As first, I wanted to help myself. Uh, I wanted to get back walking, running, playing sport. And then I found out that I could make a business out of this. And I kind of just fell in love with it from there. Yeah. That, you know, that is just incredible because, like you said, it was 14. And, you know, I've got a real appreciation for doing it. Not that I've done it, but my brother, when we were kids, we were riding our push bikes on the beach and he stuck his leg out and got stuck in the sand and he did his knee in. Yeah. And he was, those days it was a plaster cast from hip to yep. toe for six yep. weeks during summer or whatever. It was not fun. Yep. But, um, but like, 14, you've just gone, oh, I'm just going to like dive into, I'm going to like, I'm going to solve a problem here and um, am qualified PT by the time you're 15. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I finished yeah. my cert three and four by the time I was 15. Yeah, that is absolutely mad and, and super impressive. And then it sort of led you into business. And, you know, and I think this is why, like if people listening haven't already kind of picked up on this this is why I refer to Lockie as being a bit of a unicorn because I can tell you what at 14 or 15 th there was no way I was thinking in that kind of way and in fact I mean even now Lockie do you mind sharing how old you are now <laughs> I see all right let's play a game do you viewers watch this video or they just listen to us oh uh, no it'll be on YouTube as we well get yeah. Viewers? Yeah, yeah great yeah, yeah. awesome so those people that are watching I always play this game with everyone and it's, it's always like the, the icebreaker or the or the pickup line. It's like, how old do you think I am? Oh, my the God, first... you're kidding me. That's my favourite game in the world, Lockie. Like, I swear. Oh. I've always said that my favourite game in the world is how old do you think how I old, am? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I usually, usually get uh, first questions, how many kids do I have? So that's at oh, least wow. pushing 30s. I uh, usually get like the 30, 33, but no, I uh, just turned 23. So... Just turned 23. Yeah. Yeah. What, like what in the last couple of days? Because I swear I saw something that said you were 22. Uh, yeah, over when was my birthday? Uh, September was my birthday. So oh, okay. Like fresh, fresh, just turned 23. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I, that's blown me away that that's actually your favorite game. I've never, I've never mm. met anyone else who does that. But like, I I'm, love it. I'm, yeah, I'm no, obviously 23 anymore, but <laughs> I, I used to get asked for ID for into my 30s. Oh, no, um, I don't. I can ask how many kids do I have? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a reverse. How old do you think I am? Um, but yeah, so you're 23. And um, and so you've been a PT since you were 15. But tell us a little bit more about what else you've achieved in these few years. Yeah, wow. Um, well, since going back to 15, there's there's been, a, I guess, a lot of achievements that I think achievements for me, definitely. I mean, the first one was rehabbing from an injury that I got told I'd never be able to rehab from again. Yeah. Um, and just this is exactly of... why, sorry to interrupt you. This is exactly why I think doctors and, and, and medical specialists should be trained in NLP so that they understand language and the suggestions that they're making to people because that kind of language, you're never going to walk again. You're never going to play sport again to a 14 year old, you know, child mm -hmm. is like ridiculous. That should never I happen. Agree. But and what anyway, happens if yes. I listen to their advice? Do you know yes. what I mean? And got convinced that oh, okay, maybe they are no, they do know what they're talking about. Maybe yeah. I can't actually do these things. If again. you had a, if you had a more um, bias towards authority, you probably would have. <laughs> Absolutely. So lucky that I'm naive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 
Um, yeah, so that would have been the first achievement is sort of like proving those GPs that, you know, they were wrong. Um, yeah. And just with a little bit of study, understanding and knowledge about how the body moves, you can pretty much achieve anything. So that was yeah. my biggest achievement. Um, naturally going on from there, getting into the gym, becoming a personal trainer, uh, I started to develop a fair bit of muscle and very, very quickly. So um, I've fell in love with the sport of bodybuilding, uh, which is my main course of work now. I've competed yeah. in three uh, state competitions here in South Australia, planning to step on stage again in Queensland next year. Um, so that was my, that was probably one of my biggest achievements was stepping on stage at 16. I stepped on stage for wow. my first bodybuilding show, yeah. uh, 17 and 21. Um, so yeah, done three shows, really, really good, successful in all of them. Unfortunately, haven't taken out a win yet, but in saying that I was a 16 year old little boy, so <laughs> well, couldn't expect much. Yeah, but having said that, I mean, I don't, I'm not an expert in this area, but is that pretty unusual for um, males of that age to be? Because yeah. you're a pretty solid kind of, you know, if you don't mind me saying that word. <laughs> of um, course. <laughs> like, um, like, and I think that kind of adds to you looking older because you have that kind of physique of like a more mm. mature, like not more mature mentally. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even that, and what would you put that down to your? Um, you know what? I think it was honestly the, the fact that I was able to build so much muscle um, very quickly and have the discipline and motivation was one, having an understanding of the body. Yeah. But to be completely honest with all the listeners too, it's because I had nothing else to do. You know, I couldn't go out and party. I couldn't play sport. I was still recovering from a serious injury. Um, I, I wasn't the typical teenager that liked to go to house parties and, and go out clubbing. I was very, very determined and set on what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and I looked up to very successful entrepreneurs and motivational speakers. And I, I trained my mindset to achieve what I wanted. And that's what I've done. But in saying that, like, if I went to a house party, maybe had a few drinks, and absolutely and accidentally twisted funny my knee would literally dislocate so mm. it was sort of like the I didn't really have any other options um and it was the I fell in love with it you know yeah. and when you fall in love with something um you know that completely evolves who you are as a person and, and my identity now is fitness you know people know me as, as Lockie the fitness guy um so mm. I think I sort of just attached it as my identity and then that really helped me surpass all of my goals leading forward from there yeah, I, I like that you said you had no other options because for some people, like there would have been options of like, you know, sitting around and like mm. smoking, whatever, yes. <laughs> playing video games, doing, yeah. you know, that that was not an option for you. And, um, and you know, it is it's that motivation and determination, like you said, that you have in spades. And I think that's, you know, it's really, it's really impressive. And whatever it is that has motivated you to go that way. I mean, obviously you've explained some of those things, but it is it is unusual. Um, but I think it's really great that you're here demonstrating that it, as unusual as that might be, it's 100% possible and that there are steps. And, you know, and this is one of the things that like being the NLP kind of trainer that I am, like there's always like success leaves clues, right? There's steps and there's processes and there's strategies that lead into whatever result that someone has. And, you know, you've clearly modeled, like you said, you've, you've really looked up to some really um, like leaders in the fields and those kinds of things and then modeled those strategies for yourself, right? That was probably the biggest thing for me is, um, I guess, like, you know, your parents always tell you when you're youngest to hang around the type of people that you want to be. Yeah. 
Mm. And I noticed very, very quickly that the, the type of people I was hanging around with as a, as a young teenager wasn't who I wanted to be when I was older. So that's how I started conditioning my mind around listening to speakers and motivational podcasts and, and um, motivational content and sort of trained myself to hang around those types of people. So you'll find now that a lot of my friends now are very successfully married in really great relationships, have kids, have stable jobs, uh, and they're much older because I grew up very, very quickly and I surrounded myself with the people that I wanted to be like. And those people were, you know, go-getters. They were the one percenters of the world. And that's yeah. how now my tight friend group, um, we're always constantly pushing and challenging each other to be better. I think that's been a massive catalyst on helping me develop and mature a lot quickly as well. Yeah. How good is that? I'm a big believer in that as well. And, you know, I um, I started my business you know, back in like 2015, 2016. And there was a lot of things that changed in my life at that time. Um, And one of those things was the people that I was hanging out with. I didn't fall out with anyone, but it was just like, I knew if I wanted to create something else, I needed to change my environment, right? And and who was in there? And um, and now it's like, yeah, there's people that are like, I I, I want to be hanging out with people who are really inspiring, who like, and and hold that, higher standard for you as well right like see what's possible for you like they're not trying to hold you back down to what makes them feel comfortable yeah I agree and I think yeah. one of the biggest thing that I live by is, is your network is your net worth yeah which is is really a true testimony on on if you want to be a successful business owner and you want to learn how these one percenters in the world you know these unicorns are really making a change you need to surround yourself with people that are going to support you to do that or with people that are already doing it and learn from them and learn from their mistakes. And that's what I just conditioned myself to do. And I think that's why I was able to make such great progress at a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. So, um, so tell me now, like, Lucky, so what is your typical kind of day week, like in the world of Lucky and fitness and business? Oh, goodness me. Well, um, I guess we should note, like going back to achievements, uh, I opened up my first facility this year. So uh, Energetic Capacity, I finally um, opened my very own studio, my very own 24-7 gym, which has been a massive dream for me ever since I was a, a little kid. You know, I always yeah. wanted my my own playground and, and this is my own playground. That is huge. So, Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. The the day in the life of Lockie now as um like owning three businesses, it's, it's full on. <laughs> it's always go, go, go. So typically like I would wake up around 4.30 to 5am, um, do all the, the normal person things, shower, brush my teeth, make myself look pretty, do my makeup, all of those, all those pretty <laughs> things. Uh, and then I'll head to the you gym. You do always look five. pretty, Lockie. Yeah, yeah. Always got my makeup on point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get to the gym around 5.36 to run my very first group classes. We do group classes throughout the day. Um, and then I'll typically do client work. This is working one-on-one with individuals. So personal training with athletes, um, competition prep clients, so like all my bikini girls, uh, a lot of NDIS clients and any sort of injury prevention stuff. So I'll work with them right up to about 11 a.m. So all client work from 6 to 11 uh, 11 to about two is when I do all of my online coaching. So this is all of the individuals that I coach around the world um, through their bodybuilding series, uh, again, injury prevention, uh, general fat loss, blood work, all of that sort of thing, all of their nutrition plans. So I'm sitting on my laptop, um, filming videos, checking in. I actually do my check-in videos like this with my clients, updating their programs, doing their nutrition. 
and then from two to four is when I train myself because I think that it's very important that you uh, teach what you preach or preach what you teach, whichever way around Walk that goes. Walk the talk, yeah. Walk the talk, yeah, wear your own shoes. So I make sure that I'm putting in the work. You know, if I'm expecting my clients to pay their rent and, and put in their bills, uh, do all of these works that I'm expecting them to do, uh, I hold a high standard for myself that I need to be my ideal client, you know. So what is my perfect client? I need to be that person. So that's non-negotiable for me every day. I need to have my time to train, to exercise and do my nutrition. Then from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. is all client work again. So that's back on one-on-ones, on the floor training, group classes at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Uh, I get home at 8.30, 8, 8.30. I meal prep. I study because I'm currently in university doing my bachelor in uh, human science. So do all my study, eat, shower, go to bed, do it again. Rinse and repeat. And Amazing. Every day. Yeah. yeah, every day. That yeah. is incredible. And uh, and I think what a you know testament to you. And 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 I think it's it's this is the thing again, isn't it? Success leaves, leaves clues. Like there's no coincidence that you've got the kind of results that you have. It's it's literally that dedication, determination, motivation, like structure, you know, passion as yeah. well. Because you are quite passionate about this, aren't you? I mean, and I know even what you said about. Um, you know, your your whole purpose in rev- revolutionising the fitness industry um, in a way that will be remembered. Like, tell me a bit about that, Lockie. Why is that important that. to you? Yeah, yeah. So that was a, um, I've done a lot of work with a lot of self-development coaches. Um, yeah. And one of the biggest shout outs has been my biggest mentor is, is Corey Boutwell, if anyone listens to this that's interested in men's self-development. Uh, an amazing coach, an amazing coach. And we did a lot of work together Um uh, when I was 20, 21, me trying to work out how to be a young man. So like, yes, I matured very, very quickly, but there was still a lot of behavioral habits that had to catch up to be this high level business owner. Um, it was sort of like, I, I don't have fame, but I have had had a great rate of success. And now that I'm working with these high level clients, I needed to make sure that I was mature on the inside. So this is when we worked out this purpose statement is, is working out, well, why am I actually here and, and who would I want to serve? And over six weeks of many phone calls of tears and, and excitement and, and just crying and whimpering and, and just working all this out, who I wanted to be, we, we came up with my purpose statement, which was um, to indulge in life's experiences and to fearlessly develop a method that will revolutionize the fitness industry in a way that will be remembered. Mm. And, you know, when people come up to you and they say, like, who are you? I, I can guarantee you that 80% of those people would stumble in that question. Like, mm. oh, I'm I'm Lockie and I'm a personal trainer. Like, no, that's what you do. But who are you? Mm. So when people ask me who I am, that's my purpose. That's who I am and that's who I serve. So it's a yeah. really cool feeling to work out your purpose. It's um a very powerful statement. And now every day I wake up and when I have a challenge, a task, if I'm scared of something, I think of my purpose. I say, no, my purpose is to fearlessly revolutionize the fitness industry. So I'm going to do this task because that's what I'm here to do. Yeah. And it helps. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It, it's really cool. It's really cool. And so, so it like business is an interesting kind of game, right? Like it takes a different, very different mindset. And, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's one of the areas I work a lot with people often where they're going from being in a job to being in a business. And I'm, I'm really passionate about this because I think the entrepreneurial journey and uh, being able to create essentially your own reality, that's what 
business is about helping people, right? But also creating your own reality because you're the one who's in charge then. Um, is It's a very important part of people's evolution, right? Um, and I think on the way to freedom, not that you most business owners would say that being in business is necessarily freedom. Um, yes. Freedom in, <laughs> in choice perhaps, but not necessarily always in time. Um, no. But um, but like, like I said, there's a lot of challenges in that. So what would you say has been your most challenging thing in business? Because like I like to get real about this because a lot of people who listen to this maybe are starting their own business mm-hmm. or, you know, really just trying to get it going and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there's all these people out online who are just like doing millionaires overnight. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what would you say has been, you know, like your biggest challenge in business? Yeah. I think like when you first go into business and this will be your biggest challenge, but you need to be willing to lose everything. And mm. that's, if we're being really raw and organic and honest here, like a lot of uh, podcasts you'll listen to and, and business coaches, they'll tell you, you know, for shoot for the stars. And like, if you buy my six week course, I can teach you how to do this, this, and this. Um, but the reality of it is you have to be willing to lose everything. And I say that out of love, I really do. But if you're not willing to put in your soul, your um, all of your like um, social activity, all of your outside environments, your your work, your money, your effort, your family, your relationships, if you're not willing to risk that all for this crazy dream that you might have, from my opinion, I don't think you're going to make it. And I think that's what really makes and breaks a business owner on getting it past that one-year mark and being that seven-figure business owner. So that those 1% people were willing to risk it all. So yeah. my biggest difficulty in business is I had that mindset and I, I understood what it took. Uh, it's probably a little bit different for me starting a business at a very young age, but my biggest difficulty was navigating myself around how to conduct myself professionally. I mm. think like being a personal trainer at a very young age, you know, like, uh, yes, I'm, I'm fit, I'm younger, is being able to say no to temptations. And that's not just like um, wrong wrong temptations, but it's taking business opportunities that I shouldn't be taking. It's maybe taking on clients that I shouldn't really particularly be working with. It's um, maybe going out to a party that I can no longer do that now because I have the identity of being a coach. I'm a role model now and I need to represent that. So mm-hmm. my biggest difficulty as a young business owner was working out myself first before I could give myself to other people. So um, if that made sense to the listeners at all, it's really making sure that you are true to what you're doing and you're not doing what you're doing just for status. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And do you know what? There's there's so much gold in what you just said then, Lockie, because I, I can really relate to that. Like when I started my business, I went all in, I sold my house, I took out loans, like I used up all my leave, I left my job and I was as, I wasn't 20, 20, 22, anything like that. Like I was about 40, I think at the time and had a preteen daughter and, you know, as a single mom and all that kind of stuff. And it was pretty like crazy kind of, you know, I guess, like you said, it's a risk, but there's risk in everything. It's calculated risk, right? You're making calculated risk, but like you do have to be prepared to lose everything. And I think one of the biggest things is your identity. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, uh, like you were saying, you know, that going out and partying or, or being who you are wherever you are. And 
And I think that's one of the most important things is like, you know, like wherever people will meet you, they will find the same person. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. I think you find a lot with online people uh, for those people who are the younger generation, maybe are, are very deep in social media is these influencers, these online business owners, when you meet them in person, you're like, you're not at all what I see you like on social media. And I've met a lot of those people. So yeah. I think that if you're going to um, make a business, you need to be very, very authentic um, as an individual and as a business owner, you know, your business has to represent who you truly are as a person, because if you're wearing a mask, it's not going to last, you know, yeah. it's like you're being an actor and, and you're going to burn out and yeah. your business isn't going to succeed. And people are going to see straight through that. Yeah. This is like when I see people and they've got like several Facebook profiles and all this kind of stuff. Cause I've got my personal one and then I've got my business mm -hmm. facing one and I've got, it's like, what are you hiding? Right? Yeah, like, that's just, right. Just be who you are. Yeah. 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 So all of my social media, I mean, I've recently changed a few things now just because of the level that I'm at in my business, but yeah. all through the last eight years of business, my personal Instagram was my business page because that's who I was as a person, you know, mm. like all the things I was doing in my spare time outside of work, it was all a sheer reflection of building my business. And I like, I, if you're self-employed, and you truly are your one person, you are the brand, you know, yeah. people are buying into you. So you need to represent that authentically and make sure that you are being authentic in all of your posts, in everything that you do outside of your business and in your business, because people will see through bullshit. Yeah. And authenticity is way more powerful than definitely. people trying to be perfect or any other mm -hmm. thing, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, great. So, all right. So, then let's have a look at the flip side of the coin, Lockie. What would you say has been the most rewarding part of having a business? Like what is it that keeps yeah. you like just, you know, grinding yeah. on? I've been thinking about this question a lot because obviously we had a talk before this podcast sort of planning what we're going to talk about. And I was like, you know what? This all this crazy stuff that I do, these these ridiculous hours, all these money, these people I work, I'm like, why the hell do I do it? I love engaging with people. I love meeting new people. I love hearing about people's stories. I like, I'm a problem solver naturally. I like to solve people's problems, even if they don't want their problems to be solved. So, you know, if I go out on, um, you know, some sort of event and, and meet up with someone and I meet them for the first time, I'm like, you do the small talk. But then I'm asking them, I'm like, yeah, but why is that? And why do you feel this way? And, and is that reflected on this? So I'm just a natural problem solver. So the biggest win for me in business is being able to help people. And I know that sounds cliche and I know every business owner says that, but you know, like I, I love it. You know, I mm. love working with people. I love people coming into the gym at a PT session with the biggest smile on their face or when I've hit a massive milestone and they look me in the eye and they and they generally say, Lockie, thank you. You know, like you saved my life. Wow. And I've had that so many times. And it's just a feeling that you cannot describe. When you have that mm. effect on somebody's life, um, it, it's just such an amazing feeling. And yeah. the, the ability that I have to be able to do that, I, it's so good. Uh, I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. And I think that's one of the benefits of being a coach, right? And being whether it's fitness or what other types of coaching, like I know there's times where I, I literally go, you know what, my job now is that I get to talk to people and help them live better lives. And they mm. tell me how thankful they are for it. And mm. that's like literally my business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's phenomenal, right? It's that it is. It's like 
I, I remember when I was at school, the only thing that I knew I wanted to do was work in a bank. I don't oh, know if wow. that's because I wanted to that's count money. I'm not really sure, but I did. I worked in a bank for about 10 years. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, my background is banking and finance. But but I never knew that this was a possibility. It's yeah. like you said, you, you were 14 searching up how do you help people yeah. Yeah. avoid injury or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's very interesting. And I think like anybody that's listening, if they are starting a business and they're very, very fresh is that if um, there's going to be one point in your life, there's going to be lots of points actually, where people are going to tell you that you're not going to be able to do it, that you're crazy, that this is stupid, that just play it safe, um, stick to stick to your job. But you know, if everybody did that, we wouldn't be on Zoom right now. We wouldn't be listening to this podcast. We wouldn't have headphones yeah. in our ears. We wouldn't have iPhones. You know, those one percenters are the people that said no to the people that said no to them. And that's why we have such great services these days. So, you know, if you're starting yeah. a business, be prepared to say that you're crazy and no, but you got to have the trust and motivation in yourself to stick true to your word. And even when things get hard, because they will, and they'll stomp yeah. you on the ground and it gets really tough. Yeah. You just got to believe that if you can just, push through and put one foot after another, that you will get where you want to go. Absolutely. I be- I agree with that as well. And I think what's really important for people to know is that business takes a certain type of evolution in your neurology. And if you've got people around you who aren't in business, they don't have neurology that supports the understanding of what you're doing. And mm. this is why you need to have people around you who do think about business who are in business. It's like that if you want to know if something's possible, don't go and ask all the people that failed at it. That's right. Go and ask the people that succeeded and talk to them about how they did it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so good. Thanks, Lockie, for sharing that. Now, I I have got like a bit of a selfish agenda for this podcast. Mm -hmm. I love it. No, I love it. (laughs) I love it. And that is, um, you know, as I, I've mentioned to you, I'm in my late 40s. I'll turn 49 in March. And a lot of my listeners are women that are probably in that over 40 kind of space as well. Yeah. And I know that, you know, one of the things when in business, there's a there's a big lot of talk, especially for women uh, coaches, female coaches around, you know, how do we create the balance in our lives and, you know, not just running on stress all the time. Um, and, you know, I've shared with you about how I used to be like a cardio junkie and I ended up with adrenal fatigue and I was just yes. working too much and all that kind of stuff. And now yep. I feel like I'm a lot better at that, but I feel like you're going to tell me some things that I don't want to hear in a minute, but <laughs> um, <laughs> around some things that I should probably stop doing. But, you know, mm. like now I walk and I do yoga and I do weights not as often as I should do and those kinds of things. But what yep. are some, you know, what are some advice or or hot tips that you could share with us for like especially for women who are in business or in like high you know like professional executive type roles around what's the best way to support your body in being fit and having energy and not being burnt out essentially yeah of course it's a really good question and um i get asked it a a lot and it's a lot simpler than what you think to be honest um there's a lot of factors that's going on obviously it's going to be different for the individual the biggest thing that i've worked with a lot of business owners before um coached them through these exact things and the biggest thing about burnout is 
if you want to provide to other people, you need to be at 100% at yourself first. So if you're running at a 70%, 80% capacity, you cannot expect to give yourself the best to your clients. If your clients are feeding off a 70% of your energy, they're only going to give 40, 50 back. However, if you're giving them 100% of your authentic self and all of your energy, they're going to give you at least 80 to 90 back. So to make sure that mm. we're at our 100%, we need to be focusing on doing all of these things. How can we not burn out? How can we manage um, all of our mentality, obviously our, our functional health and our proper health and our nutrition? And it comes down to three things, stress management, fatigue management, and nutrition and exercise. They are the three things. They're the three things that you need to focus on. And if we break those three down so I can actually give you some physical tips today, the first one will be stress management. So when we talk about stress management, I don't want you to only think about the emotional side of stress, like, oh, I've had such a stressful day today. Uh, my phone wouldn't stop ringing. People wouldn't stop messaging me. I've got all these emails I need to do. It's not just emotional stress. It's also physical stress. So are you hydrated? Have you been drinking water throughout the day? Have mm. you had some time to get away from blue light? Blue light is a uh, radiation that comes off of our laptops, our screens. This delays melatonin production. Now, melatonin is a hormone that tells our brain that we're sleepy, right? This is sort of the, the catalyst of saying, okay, it's time to go to bed now. Let me get you into a deep sleep. Exposure to blue light actually delays that production. So if we're sitting behind, if you're an office job or you know you are a business owner and you're an online coach and you're behind your laptop all day, how is that stress relating to your sleep to be able to recover for the next day? So these are the things you need to start thinking about. So mm. if you guys have a notepad, um, I'd love you for to pause this and write this all down. But the first thing is uh, how much exercise am I getting throughout the day? You should be maintaining around 30 to 45 minutes of physical activity every single day, whether that be going for a walk, getting outside, taking a lunch break. If you are pumped with sales calls or you're trying to start your business, whack your AirPods in, do your phone calls outside on the walk. The vitamin D is going to make you feel fresh. The exposure away from the blue light is going to make you feel more awake and alert, and you're not going to feel so lethargic sitting in your chair all day. So that's the first tip. The second one is, are you eating? Because us as business owners, we know that we're always flat out. You know, I can't eat my meal when I'm on this podcast right now. Like, so excuse me, can I just quickly eat? You can't particularly do that. So you need to make sure that you are prioritizing yourself to make sure you're eating three meals a day. Think about it as a task. You know, it's like, okay, I've got these three emails I need to reply to for this business. I'm going to do this one now, this one later, and this one later. It's the same with your meals. Make sure that you're fueling yourself, your body, because at the end of the day, your body is your business. You need to put mm -hmm. fuel in your car for it to run. You need to do the same for your body. Remember, yeah. we need to be at 100% for our clients. So eating three meals a day. Breakfast. Business owners, eat breakfast. Every single business owner I've met does not eat breakfast. It's not caffeine and we keep feeling ourselves stimulants until we can't anymore. Breakfast. And if you don't have time, because I hear this all the time, make time. <laughs> because uh, I, I agree with that. I, I used to be a, a no breakfast, have a coffee, go work mm, out nope. type person. That was mm. a big factor of the adrenal fatigue that I had. Now I do very much have like yogurt, chia Good. seeds, fruit, like, and a protein coffee. Yep, amazing. So but you it need makes to a eat. difference to how I feel. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're if you're consulting people like this all the time, the last thing you want to be able to do is have low blood sugar levels, not being able to think, not be able to make those critical business decisions that you have at high intensity tasks. So you need to make sure that you eat. That's the second one. Um, going back to to stimulus is like, are you smashing four or five coffees a day? 
Are you constantly relying on stimulants to be able to get you through the day? If you are, something needs to remove because what our body does is we become reliant on those stimulants. And I'm talking stimulants as like, this is caffeine, this is nicotine, this is things like, it's even other other substances like um, having a, uh, what's a good example? Like scrolling Instagram, you know, in, mm. in between every single email, that's still a stimulant. We're relying on that for a dopamine hit. So we need to really be able to control our stimulants throughout the day. If you're wanting to run a successful business and not feeling burnt out, because if we remove those things, that's when burnout comes. Cause our body goes, hold on. I'm not in a steady state anymore. Where's that coffee that I'm usually getting right now. And that's how we spiral down. So we need to learn how to slowly provoke these uh, these habits, like maybe only going to two coffees a day, limiting coffee after 12 p.m. So a really cool chart that I have. Um, if you reach out to me, if you message me on Instagram, anybody that's listening to this, I can actually dive into this a little bit deeper. But we talk about cortisol levels and melatonin levels. So cortisol is your stress hormone, which you probably speak a lot about with your clientele. Yeah. Do you talk about cortisol a lot? Uh, no, not a lot. Not heaps. No, yeah. no, no. But yeah. So Cortisol is your stress hormone and melatonin is the feel-good, sleepy hormone. Mm -hmm. So when our cortisol is elevated, our melatonin dips. So if we're smashing coffee all day, if we're having nicotine, if we're exposed to blue light, if we're having really, really high, difficult conversations right before bed, if we're having arguments with all our employees, or if you're a single business owner, maybe other people, clients, that cortisol spikes to the roof. And that means melatonin isn't going to be productive, uh, produced. So we need as business owners to work out how can we lower this cortisol level? And that's why I said before, not having coffee after 12 p.m. That's one single tip that we can do. Obviously, there's a lot of things. Um, if you're a business owner that is always behind a laptop, I really recommend getting blue light glasses. Um, this blocks the blue light coming into your eyes, especially if you're behind a laptop all day. Um, and that will reduce cortisol. Making sure you're hydrated. So like we said before, drinking water, having three meals a day and getting outside. If you're trapped in your tiny little office all day, every day, you're going to be very, very drained, very lethargic, and you're going to be, you're going to know nothing else but this stimulus. So you need to make sure that you're getting outside every now and then. And <laughs> the biggest thing we all struggle with, and this is the, the biggest catalyst that I could recommend with everyone, all business owners, is learning when to stop. And I think all of us business owners have a very, very, very high difficulty of learning when to close our laptop. And this goes back to the conversation of if we're not 100% ourselves, then we can't give 100% to our clients. So if we're working nonstop, 24-7, all the time, we're going to start neglecting our clientele. And that's the worst thing you can do as a business owner because you're going to start to resent them because you're tired, you're lethargic, you're getting the mindset of, I need to work more so I can make more. And it's not necessarily that. So it's also having the ability to learn that it is okay to rest. It is okay to watch a movie. You mm. are allowed to have a sleep. You are allowed to spend time with your family. Yes, business should consume you, but you also need to put yourself first because remember we spoke about you are the brand. So yeah. if you're not 100%, your business is going to be 100%. Yeah, yeah. There's some. I took some important notes there and I know you've got something else to share, but I think the blue light glasses, that's the thing mm -hmm. I've got to get onto, mm -hmm. definitely. But do you know what? Uh, and the social media as a stimulant, I never thought about it like that before. That yeah. was really That was really important. Yeah. Um, and, um, and one other thing that you said that was a bit of an aha for me is because like, you know, I'm in the business of personal development and I've done so much 
it's work on myself. It's it's not funny. It's a it's a work in progress, of course. But mm-hmm. as a result, I don't get very emotionally stressed. Like I've got quite a big capacity mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally. But it's the it's the the other side of it. That's the thing. What what did you say about not just emotionally stressed, but also physically stressed. So just there's emotional stress yeah. and physical stress. Yeah. It's so physical. Like, yeah. Yeah, we always talk about emotional stress. If oh, I, I'm stressed, like I'm feeling this sort of type of way, yeah, but see, we also need to look that. into the physical stress. It's the physical side that I've got to be, I, which I'm getting better at, but there's some definitely some things in there that I can I can uh, work on. The blue light yeah. glasses and... Uh, blue light yeah. glasses is a big one. So if there was a few things that I could talk about to you guys, if you were trying to identify, okay, Lockie, well, what's my physical stress? What do you mean? How, how can I fix this? These are some a few things that you can look at to reduce physical stress is sleep. So making sure that you're getting that seven to eight hours of sleep every night. And we spoke about off air just before about I spend eight hours in bed. Yeah, you spend eight hours in bed, but you don't get quality sleep. So I might spend 15 hours of uh, my day at work, but that doesn't mean I was working for 15 hours straight, you know? So you need to ensure that you are getting that seven to eight hours. I'd say for my clientele minimum, I want them sleeping eight minimum eight hours. Um, so that would be the biggest thing is look at your sleep schedule. Are you honestly only sleeping four hours, five hours? That's not enough time to regenerate your body because when we're sleeping, this is when we, this is when we regenerate. This is when we heal. This is when we lower stress. This is when our brain shuts down for a little bit and we process all new, all new neurons. This happens in our sleep. So it's one of the most underrated fat loss supplement that ever is to live on the planet is your Mm. sleep. So please business owners, make sure that that's your first priority is look at your sleep schedule. The second one, and I've said this before, just before, is hydration. It is so, so, so important that you stay well hydrated. And it's not 600 mil, 700 mil water. It's two to three liters with salts, electrolytes, minerals, and vitamins. That is hydration. So that's the second one. We've got sleep Mm. and hydration. The third one was a three meals per day. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth one was staying away from blue lights and wearing blue light glasses. So you can buy them on anyway, literally just type in blue light glasses or yeah, I'm pretty sure they're it's actually on like Amazon or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And wear them all day. Um, and then the last biggest tip for you guys is try keep your high stressful tasks for the start of the day. We don't want to be starting high stressful tasks towards the end of the day. This is difficult conversations with your boss or for your business owners, like, you know, uh, clients starting a brand new program, coming up with this amazing new business idea, rushing to finish all these invoices and cold DMing messages and replying to everyone. We want to try and do all of that high stress stimulus Mm. at the start of the day, not towards the end, because that's going to affect our sleep, which is going to affect how we eat the next day, which is going to affect how we feel the next day, which is going to affect our business. Yeah. All these things tie in together. Yeah. That's a good one. I I know for myself, I don't work past six, seven o'clock at night because Mm -hmm. I'm that I just don't do my best work and I'm not Mm -hmm. interested in it. So even in my, a lot of my group coaching calls, I run them at like seven, seven 30 in the morning. I'm like, that's where I'm fired up and um, I'm ready to do it. And, uh, and I think it's a good time. And, and, but I just have one question. I would love to know your opinion on this because one of the things that I think I've, I started doing that has been, I believe has been a big shift for me, both mentally and physically, and that is cold showers. So (laughs) every morning at the end of my shower, my shower goes cold and it does two things. One for me, I go like it, it trains me that I can deal with discomfort like, and I'm okay in discomfort, but this, there's a guy called Gary Brecker that I follow. And he was saying, it's got all these amazing health benefits. Yeah. And 
uh, fat stripping things that it does in your body and everything else. And yeah. I swear, I reckon I've lost body fat since I've been doing this. Um, there's probably some other things that I've changed as well, but like, I'm just feeling generally like calmer and happier and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. oh God, I love cold therapy. I really do. Have you seen all of my content with the cold therapy that we do here at the gym with the ice baths? And oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, so um, I'm a massive advocate for the for the cold theory. I really am. And I've done a lot of study around it. But here at Energetic Capacity at the gym, we do uh, ice baths. So there's yeah. a big freezer. It's literally a, a, a freezer <laughs> that we yeah. filled up with water and we sit in it. We run the bath at negative three, um, like chunks of ice, chunks of ice. Wow. And we do about five to 10 minutes uh, in the bath in one session every week. Uh, cold therapy is a very underrated thing at the moment i know that it's a trend for the younger generation but we don't quite understand the true study and the benefits behind it we should be doing it for the benefits not so much because it's trendy um a really awesome author in the exercise sports science industry ross edgley talks about the theory of uh embracing the cold and there was a theory that goes back where the romans used to train for war in the winter and they get wintered, quote unquote, getting wintered, which prepared their body for general preparedness into the summer, which made them perform and fight a lot better in the summer because they embraced the cold. They got wintered. So mm. this theory of being okay with cold and, and being okay with getting wintered, uh, that goes through three phases of our body's changes. There's one which is a shock phase, the adaptation phase. And the exhaustion phase. So what the cold therapy does is it's really great for getting in all three of those stages of, de of development when we talk about physical development. When you first get in cold water, you obviously experience the, sh the shock phase. We're like, <clears throat> that gas breaks fresh. Like, holy mm. shit, that is cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your body making neurological changes in uh, all of your capillaries uh, tightening up. Everything is sort of shortening. All your muscles are shortening. You're, you're tensing and you're releasing all that stress. Your body is pretty much saying, holy shit, what is going on? Get me out of here. If we can get past that shock phase with cold therapy, we go into the adaptation phase. This is when your body starts making physical physiological changes within your body. And these are all the studies that cold does, like uh, cold showers and ice baths. This is things like uh, memory retention. It's things like uh, reducing delayed onset um, muscle soreness. So this is like feeling sore after the gym. It delays mm. that. It lowers cortisol by increasing dopamine. So, you know, you get out the shower and you feel amazing after you feel cold so shower. Fresh. I, like immediately, yeah. like my mood, as soon as they're cold hits, I'm just like, yep. and then it's just yep. like completely different state. Yeah. Yep. So what that is, is it's a rush of dopamine. So for those of people that don't know what dopamine is, this is our feel good hormone. Yeah. What makes yeah. us feel happy and good. So we get a rush of dopamine. It's also had heaps of studies that's lowering heart rate, really good for blood pressure. But there's a lot of mental barriers around it as well. Is It's really good for making yourself uncomfortable and becoming a yeah. lot more mentally resilient, being able to handle high-stress tasks, being able to make decisions a lot quicker. Because when you're in that cold, you're training your body to be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And as a business owner, that's something you need to learn to do very, very quickly is yeah. being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I reckon it's a good antidote for procrastination because procrastination essentially is is always based in avoiding discomfort in something, mm -hmm. right? And so like I, I, yeah, that's part of why I do it, not necessarily for procrastination, but because I tell myself I can do hard things at like, things that are uncomfortable and I'm okay. Like I, it's building that resilience to that, right? But you know, one of the things that I do, because I'm all about the mindset and and what you're saying to yourself is 
I tell myself it's just a sensation. Like I don't tell it myself is. it's cold. I, it's just yeah. a sensation. It's just a yeah. sensation. And in fact, when I first started doing it, I used to say, oh, it's fresh. <laughs> this is weird. It's fresh, like healthy vegetables. You know when you got vegetables in the crisper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I used to remind myself of. I'm like, it's 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 fresh, like healthy vegetables. That's funny. <laughs> the, so I know. Fridge. I know we're going off. Uh, I was going off a little bit of business and fitness here, but there is an interesting thing: is the ancient Greeks um, spelling, like when we spell words, yeah. comes from the old theory of we are literally casting spells. Yeah, spelling. 100%. Yeah. So when we um, announce these words, when we speak, when we use our language, we are reassuring our body the emotion that the word is attached to. So if we're in the cold yeah. and we're like, "Wow, this is cold." You're going to feel the cold a lot better. Yeah. But if you go in there changing your grammar, being really careful with the words that you use, like this is fresh, it makes it a lot easier to manage. And that goes with all aspects of life yeah, as well. Yeah, healthy, so, fresh, yeah. Yeah, well, healthy, fresh. I love I always that. say like your words, your words aren't, um, your words aren't describing your reality. They're creating your reality. Yes. Right? Like that is the thing. It's like speak what you want into existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are this I agree. Ex- yeah. So good, Lockie. And I feel like I'm just mindful of the time because I feel like we could keep chatting for a long time. Yes. You are an absolute wealth of information and I'm so very grateful to uh, have had you here and have you sharing all of this wisdom. And uh, um, and so what I would love to know, Lockie, like what is the best way that people can find you and is there anything that they can download or anything like that? Because I'm sure they'll want to check out what you're up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I've actually, I've done this a few times. If you literally just Google Lockie Bealey, I'd come up everywhere with all of the podcasts and articles and studies yeah. and, and stuff I've been in. So just Google my name. Google, oh, uh, easy. I'll put all the yep. links in the show notes as well. Yep. Otherwise, the best way to reach me is, is through Instagram. So my Instagram is uh, LBF underscore online coach. Please feel free to send me a message. Uh, look at all of my content. I post a lot of valuable things about nutrition, biomechanics on there. If you're interested in the gym uh, and, and joining a private training facility, that is called Energetic Capacity, Energetic underscore Capacity on Instagram. Um, otherwise, just Google Energetic Capacity on Google and you'll find me very quickly. Amazing, amazing. And one uh, final question, Lucky, that I have for you that I, I like to ask because, you know, we've kind of talked a bit about how business can be very consuming. Um, what do you do for fun? <laughs> um, yeah, this is a very interesting <laughs> one. I get this asked a lot and uh, with my business coaches, I get in trouble for this one a lot. So I'm going to hate to break your bubble, but I exercise for fun. Exercise. And I know, I know that's so bad. Like when, no, when people say that, bad. yeah, I, I've been told a lot that I need to have a hobby outside of my world that I, that I live in. But like when you love something so much, it's, I don't know. I just love to lift really heavy things off of the floor. Lots of times. Yeah. It's just the weird thing. I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to do. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like I, I spend a lot of my free time going to different types of personal development. Right, like when you things. love it, you love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do in my spare yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lift things. Uh, amazing, amazing. Well, Lucky, thank you so much. You've been an amazing sure. guest and there was so much gold in here. I know I'm going to go back and re-listen for myself and, uh, and I know everyone will get a lot out of this. So uh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Circle. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. 
please like, share and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all our latest episodes. You, my friend, are awesome. So keep coaching and keep evolving.